How's it going, everybody? Ryan here from the Break the Business Podcast, welcoming you to our continuing rundown of the best moments that we've had at the Independent Music Awards. Let me give you the lowdown as to what's happening here on the podcast if you just parachuted in. Last month, the Break the Business Podcast went to the Independent Music Awards, a fantastic award show honoring the best in independent music put on by Martin and Jude Folkman. They did a great, great job. It was an amazing event in New York City. I had the time of my life, and I brought the podcast equipment with me. And so we interviewed all the nominees, all the winners, got some great moments, and right now on the show, what we've been doing is taking the best moments of the interviews that I did creating like this super cut of interviews where we bring in all these indie artists that were at the event to share a lot of great information and inspiration for you. And it's been awesome. We're on part three of our series right now. If you missed parts one and two, go back, check those out. So many great interviews there. Check out this week's super cut of interviews, of course. And then we're going to be doing this for about two more weeks, I think. So there's going to be a lot of great stuff. The information this week is solid, guys. You're really going to dig it. If you've ever wanted some advice on how to balance having a kid and operating a music career, we're talking about that this week with our one of our guests. If you've ever thought about maybe putting on your own gigs instead of trying to get other people to create gigs for you, we have a guest that's going to talk about that. And if you've ever been interested in doing children's music, we got a lot of children's music this week, including hearing from a Grammy award-winning children's music artist. There's a lot of opportunities for indie artists in this area, so you're going to want to listen to this stuff. A lot of great information, a lot of great inspiration, a lot of great advice this week on the Break the Business podcast. Don't go anywhere. You're really going to dig it. Here is part three of our Best of the Independent Music Awards. All right, we are backstage at the Independent Music Awards here at Symphony Space in New York City, and I'm talking with Liz and Flynn from Low Lily Band. Uh, they are nominees for Best Acapella Song and Best Bluegrass Song tonight. I love it. Doubling your chances for a win, always a smart strategy. And you're also performing tonight, so that's super, super exciting. I wish I wasn't in this podcast dungeon downstairs so I could hear you play, but... I want to talk to you about an obstacle you've overcome in your career. You were telling me before that you guys are parents and you actually, a lot of, a lot of, we have a lot of listeners who are making their music career happen while raising a kid, but you guys did it a lot of way that other people don't. You had the kid before you started the music group. Can you reflect on that? Yeah. So, um, so I had a kid, uh, a son, one kid and, um, and then I met Flynn, who'd had a whole career as a side person with lots of people touring around the world. And we met, and we realized that the thing we wanted to do was we wanted to start our own band, our own project that really reflected um, our artistic, our shared artistic interests. But we had this three-year-old, um, so it was about balancing, you know, home time, road time. So what that meant was a lot of weekend touring, a lot of grandparents on board and who have actually been a huge part of our son's life. And it's, I think his life has been richer because of it. Um, and some kids really enjoy going on the road, which our son did for a very short amount of time and then said, no more, I don't like being on the road. (laughs) So I'd rather stay with grandma, but, um, but yeah, it's it's a constant balancing act, and some years we really felt we were away too much, and then the following year we would scale way back. So you know, just like any parents adjusting and and riding the work life balance, it's the same as for a musician. Well, let me pitch this one to Flynn. 
for the indie artist listeners out there who maybe are raising children with their you know, having a family while trying to move their music career forward, is there one piece of advice you could give to them, something that's really worked for you? Well, I think what worked for me might not necessarily be the same because I had a career that was both before the internet and then also um, just, I guess, a little unusual. Um, But I have, uh, I would say that, um, I would say that uh, using the internet and using video uh, now is the way in. Well, that's an exciting development, isn't it? Because 20 years ago, it might have been more difficult to do what you guys are doing. But now in the age of digital distribution and video, you can reach your fans a lot more easily and you can you can make things happen while not having to leave your kid. Yeah, totally. Uh, one of the things that comes to mind immediately is a podcast that we had listened to. I can't remember what it's called, but this woman, uh, she's a Canadian singer and she's a mother of, is it five kids? She doesn't perform actually, but she makes real money. Some, a lot of it is from selling merchandise and from people uh sort of subscribing to her uh courses that she where she teaches you how to make money in the music industry uh but she releases records she just um and she's a full-time parent and her husband's involved in her business and it's a whole cottage industry that's based around her um persona uh and the kind of music she does fabulous using technology to find that work life balance and moving your career forward uh, Liz Flynn from Low Lily, thank you guys so much for joining us and good luck tonight. Have a good performance. Thank you so much Thanks for having so much. us. Amira Al Jabori joining us here on the Break the Business podcast. She's a musician and a manager, and I wanted to bring her into the show right now because she was talking about something that has become one of my favorite themes to echo on this podcast lately. We talked about it about a month ago when we had Jessica from Please Please Me on. This idea that if you're having trouble finding gigs, create your own gigs. And you've really gotten that down to a siren, Amira. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So just like you said, sometimes you might be in a community where there's not a venue that maybe matches your stuff or maybe you figured out the payout's not going to be worth it. Um, Your audience won't really go there. Where do I fit? And so what uh, we have done is we have found local business owners, different things, different places that is is a great space. And we bring in sound, we bring in lighting, we have a door person. And generally the place wants people in their doors. And so we can get whatever cover charge we feel our audience will pay for. So we've done $5, we've done 10, and they let us walk away with 100% of the door. We'll even get tips on top of that. And then they get the benefit of having more people in their door that wouldn't have been there before. So it's a win-win for everybody involved. The artists involved get a gig that they wouldn't have otherwise gotten. And for somebody like you and the artist you're with, like you, you don't just become you know, paid talent at this show. It becomes your show. You become the entrepreneur. The, and you, you, of course, win because you're getting the door. And the venue wins because they're getting all these new customers that maybe wouldn't have come to this venue before. And they're making money off of drinks and things like that. That just sounds like such an awesome idea. So when you put one of these shows together, you know, for the artists out there that are considering this, are buying what you're selling, and they want to give it a try, is there one particular challenge that you didn't see coming that you had to work through and it's something you want to give those listeners advice on? I think the biggest thing, there's two pieces I think that are super important. You have to have 
a knowledge of your community. So you have to know who are the movers and shakers in your community. What new business is opening that needs people in their door? Who is the person that would be the person to ask about? And you need to be investing in the community aspect of it. So if you want to do a show at said business, start showing up at said business. Start getting to know them. Buy some drinks. Bring people there. Have a conversation. You're already showing that you're invested in their product because you're there. You're bringing your friends. And it starts the conversation. And the other piece is you have to have a good team to be able to put something like this on. It's not just, hey, I want to do a show. you got to have your act already together. You need to have a good sound person that you can bring in. You need to have a good person that is willing to work the door. You need to have good promotional material, graphics. So having that team to be able to put the whole thing together to be a win-win is super important. And if you don't have that, you, you know, you could walk out of there having a worse reputation than when you walked in the door. Absolutely. And you've had so much success with this that you and your team have now moved on to music festivals, right? Yes. So interestingly enough, we had the idea of just doing a showcase, but we got connected with the right people in Tulsa and we were able to put together a um, music festival and it's called Miss Fest. Music is she. And what, where it was birthed out of was seeing the beautiful talent of uh, women that we had in the community and not not that they weren't playing and performing, but really just wanting to shine a larger spotlight on the beautiful talent that we had in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, and we also wanted to start collaborating more and have it, building a stronger community of female musicians. Because sometimes there's this mindset that the female vocalist that gets that one spot in the lineup, you have to compete for that. Because for some reason now female vocalist is a genre, which doesn't make any sense to me because everybody sounds so different. So we wanted to kind of say, no, you know what, guess what? can't put us in a box we're not our own genre we're each very different we have our each own set of artistry so we basically created just a one-day festival I started out at a uh, festival park out by the river now we're bringing it into a central park in downtown Tulsa Oklahoma where we shine a spotlight on Oklahoma talent Tulsa and Oklahoma City normally and then we try to bring in a bigger act each year to draw the crowd so then people can see this is what I have in my own backyard that is so, so exciting. Thank you for all that you do for indie artists, giving them a place to play and giving audiences something to enjoy. You can find her on Facebook. She's at Amira, A-M-I-R-A, Al Jabori. That's A-L hyphen J-I-B-O-O-R-I. You got it. Thank you. We got Sarah Lavelle here. She is an IMA nominee for Best Children's Album. Sarah, Tell the listeners a bit about an obstacle you've overcome in your music career and how you did it. Okay. Hi. Nice to be here, Ryan. Um, well, before I started a family nine years ago, I was doing singer-songwriter, independent alternative music, and my child came along, and I didn't have any brain cells for about three years. So the pregnancy brain thing <laughs> no, is real? Well, it wasn't the pregnancy brain. It was the little baby Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the years of the baby and no sleep and and everything had kind of been on hold for me to start a family and I wasn't sure if I was going to make music again. It had been it had been a while and all of a sudden all these melodies started coming. I didn't have lyrics for the first few years. And then songs about our life together just started to come out. Um and it was kind of amazing to follow that that thread. I wasn't also sure how I was going to do music and make it when I only had an hour here or two hours there. But it was as if I'd say, you know, to the muse, all right, I'm going to be able to work after my son's asleep and please show up. And she (laughs) did. And so I just was, 
it was an it was a, an explosion of imagination that was happening. All the all the kids' books that I'd ever remembered and Dr. Seuss and all of that just kind of came into my imagination and the storytelling and the and the way that I was taken on a journey with these songs. Um, it, and it was just a wonderful experience. So it was my first, you know, introduction into that genre. And I've uh, this is album number two. And album number two seems to be well on its way now that yeah. you're uh, nominated for this award. That's such a cool story to me to hear because it started off as bringing a child into your life was a hindrance to your music career and then it wound up fueling it because it inspired all this great art and all the memories you created with your child helped create all of your wonderful music after that and which again is one of the things I love about the indie music industry because it's so accommodating to people of different life stages and we want to hear from people no matter how old you are whether you have a kid or not we now get to hear the music of a parent who's raised a child and we wouldn't have been able to get that from some 18 year old pop star <laughs> and so i'm so grateful that you brought your music into this world and, and best of luck tomorrow congratulations Thank for getting you. here tell people how they can find you well it's pretty easy it's sarahlovell.com and it's sarah without an h and love with two l's on the end so s-a-r-a-l-o-v-e-l-l.com and we also have a number of wonderful music videos and um, my collaborator in the music videos is Josh McLean, and he's nominated in for Best Com- Contemporary Classical Album as a cellist. It's amazing. And you just interviewed Monica Pasquale, and she's my collaborator and producer on, my, on the, the family music albums. So um, if you go to YouTube and you look up Sarah Lovell Music, there's a whole channel with wonderful videos of these songs, too. Yeah. And my son Gabe stars in many of them. Oh, that's adorable. Gosh, between all your super talented friends, you must have the most fun jam sessions. We have a great time making music. (laughs) (laughs) And Sarah Lovell is back, folks. When last time we spoke to her, she was a nominee for Best Children's Album and Best Children's Song. And now she joins us here at the Independent Music Awards, having just won Best Children's Album and the Best Children's Song Vox Pop Award. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Ryan. So I'm selfishly going to take credit for it. I think coming (laughs) on this podcast was the good luck charm you needed to get your music over the top. So thank you. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I can't even begin to take credit for it. This is magnificent. I'm so, so happy for you. What are the emotions right now? I'm just super excited and and uh, and really happy for all the hard work and all the heart and soul and and collaboration that went into this and I'm excited to uh, share it with my son when I get home and I want to thank him. Without my son being in my life, I wouldn't have had the inspiration to even begin making children's songs. That's so cool. I hear that a lot when we interview children's artists. They say that what brings them into the genre is usually their child. Yeah. And and then, you know, they start playing music and it makes their kids smile. And then it's yeah. like, oh, I want to keep doing this. Yeah. And so, but you talked about how this, you know, this obviously wasn't something you did alone. Like every great album is always a collaboration. That's right. Can you talk about that collaboration? Uh, how are you, how did you sort of build your team to make this award-winning album? Well, I, um, I had met Monica Pasquale and she's an amazing songwriter and just one one eclectic song yeah Yeah. and we were we were just connecting as friends and cohorts and 
And uh, when I was getting back to making music after my, you know, after the first three years of early parenting brain fog, <laughs> um, I had just snippets of things that I wanted to play her. And some were, were children's song ideas and some were kind of non-children's song ideas. And, and she said, finish one of the kids' songs. And it was the greatest advice ever because it just poured out. I don't even remember finishing it. It just happened so naturally. And then it was a flood of songs that just kept kept coming. And so she, I would usually, in that process, I was writing the songs about three quarters of the way through, and she would help me kind of shape them and get them all the way. And then she's the producer on on the album. So that that first album was two years ago, and this is the second album. And... Um, and it's just been, and we've done more and more collaboration. We have fun. It's, uh, and then our other friend, BZ Lewis, who is the guitar player and engineer on, on my albums and also on hers and co-producing on hers. Um, we just have a great time together and, and we all offer different things to it. So it's, it's really fun. It's joyful. It's, you know, friendship and collaboration and, and, uh, well, that's the real lesson. I want to keep this, going. Yeah. Right. Is, there's really no such thing as a DIY artist. The, the most successful independent musicians are the ones that collaborate, that build that network of like-minded musicians, and you work on each other's albums. And as is the case with you and Monica, who both won awards tonight, you succeed together by collaborating. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, congratulations. Thank, Thank you Thank you so, so much. much for coming on again. Yeah, well, you're welcome, and thanks for having me. Joining us now is the Independent Music Award winner for Best Children's Song, Lucy Kalantari. Her band, Lucy Kalantari and the Jazz Cats, just won some hardware. Thank you for Yay. joining us, Lucy. Oh, thank you for having me, Ryan. This is so, so cool. I love talking to the children's artists, and I love kind of hearing about their process because um, I, I'm always fascinated by what brings artists into children's music and how it sort of how they sort of come up with the songs that they write do you do you really see yourself as a musician that kind of makes music for children or do you really kind of like try to put the children in the focus uh, mm. how does that sort of come together Ooh, well I make music and see what sticks and kids tend to gravitate towards that how's that uh, no that's that's a, <laughs> that's a very very like, good answer it's totally like what happened i was writing a song a week when my son was born and um just to keep myself immersed in music and at the end of a year of that i i had this collection of songs that were so kid friendly that every time i played it for my son um and any of his baby friends they really just bounced and loved it so much so i went and recorded it and and it's I've not looked back since. It's just been the most fun I've ever had making music. And I've been making music for a long time. Awesome. <laughs> I I love exploring sort of the interplay with independent music and children's music because a lot of great children's music artists do, do it independently. That's right. Um, yeah. Kindy. They call it Kindy. Kindy. Oh, I like that. Kids independent music. So, Isn't that awesome? <laughs> a couple years ago on the podcast, I actually had as a guest on the show uh, a gentleman named Tim Kubart. Oh, Tim's awesome. Yeah, Tim, oh. yeah, tambourine guy, postmodern yes, jukebox. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you know, he was an in, he was a Kindy artist. Yes. And when he won the Grammy, he was actually sure to mention in his speech that him and all of his nominees were all independent musicians mm -hmm. throughout the category. And he actually made that Grammy award-winning album in his apartment. I mean, how indie is that? Yeah. So how well, do you feel we, being a part of this tradition? Well, this is that's the funny thing. So, you know, um, I won the Grammy in February. 
What? Yeah. What? Best children's album. Are you and, kidding me? And Tim Kubert was a nominee. So we were we were up there. We were together. And like and it was just so cool. And and it it was the same thing. All of us on the ballot for uh and the nominees, we were all indie musicians. And it's just like here we are doing our thing. We're doing what Dominating we love. Dominating the category. That's <laughs> so so cool. Oh, Congratulations thanks. on your Independent Music Award, on the Grammy Award. Just, <laughs> Thank you. Just Ryan. crushing it left and right, and making a lot of children happy, and probably a few adults too, because you sound like you make the kind of children's music that adults secretly kind of like to listen to. Uh, also, <laughs> that's my best kind of compliment. Yeah, I, I get some moms and and uh, and dads who say, "We we listen to your album when our kids are asleep." <laughs> We really like it. I'm like, yes. Well, tell people where they can find your music. Uh, You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, you know, all the usual. LucyCalantari.com. You could find any info on my shows. We're touring. We're putting out stuff all the time. So come and pay us a visit. Fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Ryan. Ryan here back in the Miami studio. How about that Lucy Kalantari, huh? For those of you keeping score at home, that is the second Grammy winner that we have interviewed here on the Break the Business podcast. Let me just go ahead and uh, brush the shoulders off there. Nice little achievement for us. Nice little feather in the cap for this podcasting community. What a fantastic slate of interviewees we had on this week at the Independent Music Awards. I learned so much. I hope you all did as well. Our thanks to Liz and Flynn from Low Lily, Amira Aljabori, Sarah Lovell, and Lucy Kalantari for joining us. What a thrill to all of them. A lot of great artists, a lot of great information, a lot of great inspiration. And my thanks to you, as always, for joining us this week. We've got lots more IMA coverage to come, so keep on listening to the Break the Business podcast. We'll see you next week.